The soldier filming this is trapped. He's in Volodar, a town in eastern Ukraine. He belongs to the Black Beret Marines from Russia's lit 155th Brigade. Waves of men from this unit were sent to take Volodar last winter. But this small town soon turned into a death trap. In a letter that went viral, the soldiers claimed that 300 men were killed, wounded, or went missing in just four days during the assault. They also wrote that their commanders called them meat. BBCI looked into the Black Beret's claims, piecing together online testimonies, death records, and battle footage, we found that the 155 did suffer heavy losses in Volodar. We found reasons why these men died. Such kind of breaching operations are suicide. And we found out what happened to those caught up in the battle. <laughs> Ramaz Gorgadze was a stubborn young Russian. His mother says he was born this way. As a young teenager, he developed a passion for rap and became popular online for his talent. But in February 2022, Russia launched the full-scale invasion of Ukraine. And seven months later, Russia's President Putin called up those who'd completed national service. The young rapper Ramaz was one of them. We have pieced together his life from social media posts. He went to the mobilization point with his mother Svetlana and hugged her goodbye. Ramaz joined the Black Berries from the 155th Marine Brigade. Ukrainian authorities accused some of these men of war crimes in Bucha at the start of the war. This unit is championed by the governor of Primorye region, Oleg Kozhemyako. After a brief period of training, Ramas was deployed to Volnovakha in eastern Ukraine. Привет, in Volnovakha, the 155 was preparing for an imminent offensive on the strategic town of Volodar. On October 28th, before the assault, Ramas sent a last message to his mother. Now we are moving to the checkpoints near the front line. Love you. Keep your fingers crossed. Don't worry too much. I'll be careful. For days, 
the battle raged on. And by October 30th, the Russian Ministry of Defense announced that their troops had successfully reached the southern outskirts of the village of Pavlivka, a town just south of Volodar. But on the battlefield, the Black Berets were not celebrating. Testimonies like this one started to emerge online. Ramas stopped sending news after the assault. His mother became worried and started looking for him. On Governor Kozimiako's Telegram channel, other families complained directly to him. And on November 3rd, he received a letter from the Black Berets themselves. The soldiers denounced being thrown into an incomprehensible offensive. They claimed that 300 men were killed, wounded, or went missing in four days. They wrote that their inept commanders called them meat. And they asked for an independent investigation. Four days later, the Russian Ministry of Defense issued a rare public denial. Governor Kozimiako also responded. Our investigation has uncovered evidence that supports the Blackberry's account. Russian authorities haven't released official data about casualties since September 2022, but BBC Russia's Olgivshina has the most accurate count available. Since the first day of war, BBC Russian has been working together with independent website Mediazona and a team of volunteers uh, to find out the number of Russian servicemen killed in Ukraine. We have been using open source material, uh, official statements, social media posts, uh, media reports and pictures uh, from uh, cemeteries within Russia. We worked with this team to identify deaths in the 155 Brigade since the beginning of the war. This spike represents the assault on Kyiv at the start of the conflict. But higher still is November 2022, the offensive on Pavlivka and Volodar. We found that at least 60 Black Berets were killed or went missing in the month following the start of the assault on October 28th. We believe that the real number of total losses on the Russian side is probably at least two times higher than the figure we have. So this October and November battle for Pavlovka probably can be named as one of the highest concentration of losses for a single unit. Why were the 155 losses so high? The Blackberry's letter mentions an incomprehensible offensive. They say their commanders planned to capture the town by rushing through woodlands where the enemy was waiting for them. They also claim the terrain made them easy targets for the Ukrainian gunnery. We analyzed hundreds of videos from the battles around Volodar. Many of them showed Russian troops making the errors described in the letter. 
These three videos are clear examples. Shot from a Ukrainian reconnaissance drone, they show Russian attacks along the same road, entering Pavlivka. It was widely reported that 155th led the assault on Pavlivka in early November, with the support of the 40th Marine Brigade and local forces. The first video shows two Russian BMP-3s attacking Pavlivka without any visible support. One is hit, but both vehicles keep going. Later, the soldiers disembark and are struck by Ukrainian artillery. In the second video, a lone Russian tank attempts a breakthrough. The tank is hit and collides with the remains of another Russian vehicle. Then the Ukrainians take it out. The third video shows another lone Russian tank advancing. It's struck and heats the tree line. We showed the videos to a military expert who's worked alongside Russian Marines. You see that location was hit. They didn't apply the fundamentals of land warfare in these videos. And they are just sending the troops from a narrow line uh, to the death. There is only one line, so the Ukrainian gunnery knows where to shut. They are easy targets. Without mine clearance operation, without air reconnaissance operation, without enough intelligence supported with thermal and other electro-optical imaging, such kind of breaching operations are suicide. But on December 14th, five weeks after the Black Berets' appeal to their governor, the military prosecutor published the conclusion of their investigation. They found no wrongdoing by the 155th Brigade's commanders. By December, Ramaz, the young rapper, was still missing. Desperate to find her son, Svetlana says her family traveled nearly 7,000 kilometers to the town of Volnavacha, where her son was last seen before the assault on Vilodar in October. There, she finally learned what happened. On the day of the assault, Ramaz's squad moved into a house. Just 10 minutes into the battle, a drone strike on the house ripped off Ramaz's legs. He later died from his injuries, a day before his comrades sent their protest letter to Governor Kozemyako. In late January 2023, Russia tried again to take Volodar. Once more, the blackberries were caught in a death trap. In another letter to Governor Kozimako, 
the soldiers said they lost almost the entire personnel of the battalion and warned of a repetition of Pavlivka's battle. More videos surfaced, showing the same tactical mistakes as the footage from October and November. Lone Russian units attacking in a single line and getting hit repeatedly. 13 days after the 155 second letter, a journalist asked President Putin about the fate of the Russian Marines in Ukraine. And Governor Kozhimako? He never replied to the second letter. One year later, Russia is still sending men to try and take the town of Volodar. <laughs> Young men like Ramaz Gorgadze. <laughs> but this battle is just one story. Bakhmut, Kupiansk, Avdivka. More and more young men are being thrown into Russia's meat grinder.